Welcome to Season 2, Episode 22, the 52nd installment of the Perlow Podcast Top 10 List from the South Carolina Low Country. Joining us tonight, as always, is Mathis. Okay, Adam joining us. Hey, not the hamster guy first tonight. <laughs> and I'm your host, Shane. If you've never listened to us before, I give these gentlemen a list. They take the list, turn it in. I give these gentlemen a topic. They turn it into a top 10 list. Give me the list, and we reveal it for you, our listeners. Tonight's topic, as you've been watching all week at 9 o'clock on NBC, the Summer Olympic U.S. Trials. So we're giving you the top Summer Olympic events as we get ready for Tokyo here in a few weeks. But first, Biden went to Europe and is declaring America is back. And? <laughs> what, what do you want from me? I was unaware we had left. You talking I, about the G7 summit? Yeah. What about it? We're back. I feel, like, I feel like these things are things that happen and nothing actually takes place. Like, you just get up there and give your speech, and it's like, okay, that happened. We enjoyed it. We can I, go home now. I don't know. I just, I, I just wait for, you know, when the aliens tell Biden what he should actually do, and then it actually happens. <laughs> well, the lizard people are running it anyway. Let's I mean, that's honest. a given, man. You know, we, we heard that He's not been drinking. He's just I mean, yeah, he's he's driving home from a night out with the big red machine. I'll tell you right now, I went through Axis, which is the whitest activity in America. I went out and did that. That was that was a good time. I the only thing it. would have been whiter if y'all went to the Gap before y'all went there. <laughs> no, we went. Hey, we went and had Mexican food, which was good. Although I'm sure I got entirely making it. He got hamstered mid mid joke. He did. did I? I got hamstered. He got hamstered. He did. I've been hamstered like eight times in our pre-talk. Hamster is like man. Look, I said punt to Wednesday. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Mathis, Mathis sounds like uh, Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused right now. All right. All right. All right. Right. I kind of look. I kind of look like him too. If he had like a bender, like for like seven years, and, like, <laughs> if he just totally undid everything that made him him, it'd be you, man. Spitting image. Say shout outs. And his face was different. It was so bad. He got a horrible grease fire. Yeah, man. It's all you, buddy. City shout outs. Allendahl, South Carolina. Thank you for tuning in. That's probably somebody that was just driving up and down seventeen. Loganville, Georgia. Appreciate you tuning in. I think that's my cousin. Appreciate you. Yeah. I, we love the Mathis cousins that tune, that tune in. Well, it's 90% of our listeners. <laughs> Chat in Georgia. Chattanooga, Tennessee, who some people want to build a bridge and drive over and not through. I was literally just there, but it was not me. Wow. And one of the favorite places I've ever been, Tuscany, Italy. Thank you for tuning in with your awesome wine. Can I ask you a question? Sean. Uh, okay. Uh, did you wear fishing shirts the entire time you were in Italy? I did not. I, I, I don't believe you, and I think you're the reason that nobody else in NATO pays their dues. <laughs> <laughs> he I, did not. He, hey, he wore the hiking boots and the fanny pack. 
the entire time. Definitely fanny pack. I gotta go back yeah. and look. He had his travel guide and his like his backpacking gear and like we're gonna do the local places. We're not gonna go with the tourists go. Honey, we went to an amazing restaurant. It was called the Olive Garden, right there in the Rome Airport. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my favorite. When people go to tourist places, like we're not doing tourist things. We want to see what the culture's like. You realize that in those tourist towns, that is the culture is the tourist culture. Like you realize yeah. that, right? <laughs> Also, if you're going to like a new city you've never been to and you go to some chain crap hole that you have at home, just go the hell home. Oh, you're, uh, yeah, you're, you're, I agree. Go to chain restaurants when you go on vacation, guys. I agree with that. You're a garbage man and you need to stay at home. (laughs) I just looked at my uh, outfits from that trip and everything had a polo horse on it. So, not fishing shirts, but you know, the, uh, the fishing shirt of the mid 2010s. There you go. All right, let's get into it. Top summer Olympic events, notable, notable omissions, table tennis. You know what? I almost put table tennis down, but I can't say I've actually ever watched it in the Olympic Games. No, I've never watched it. Chinese guys are good. It's, it's, it's mad. As somebody who is bad at, like, I play ping pong from time to time. Like those dudes are really good. Like, there's no question. Like they deserve. Like it's it's a they, they are better than your average guy. <laughs> yes, that's why they're in the Olympics. <laughs> Another notable mission: beach volleyball. It's a good. On my list? Nope. Oh, it is on your list. That's a Perlo podcast first. A notable mission that's actually on somebody's list. John, listen, I know that you don't have air conditioning in your house right now. That's true. It's 90 degrees in my house. I'm recording this on the floor. Last oh, week, you were totally disinterested in doing the podcast. <laughs> this, week, this week, you're fudging up the intro. Like, get a grip. That's a first. That's an embarrassing first. I'm oh, sorry. I knew I put, I knew I put that on there because I was so proud that I put it on there. I was like, I'm going to get one that nobody else will have. And then, oh, then you ruined it, man. Like, you're killing my list right now. Here's another question we have with tonight's recording. It all sounds like we're recording on Korean War walkie-talkies. <laughs> Last notable mission, fencing. No one's watching fencing. I, I tried to watch fencing. You can't ever tell if somebody hit somebody. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. Uh, Miss Colonel's family is into fencing because she has this set of cousins that live in Virginia, and two of them are on scholarship at Air Force for fencing. That's kind of cool. My thing about fencing is it would be much cooler if they didn't have to wear, like, the protective gear. Like, I think that would be a much more, like, that would be a better sport. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's get, like, you're the one that, like, once every four years, you can bleed a little bit. You know, give something to your craft. Number 10 for Mathis, team handball. Team handball is a lot of fun, man. That's good. Do you, you watch team handball? I have never seen it. Basically, like, it's like it's basically like soccer with your hands. It's very cool. That's kind of cool. They throw it at the goal. Like, it's like, it, it, bro, they whip that damn ball, too. Like, it's flying. Oh, that's the like, thing you do in PE class. Yeah. And the teacher's like, hungover. Yeah, yeah. But with much more, but with, of course, they're much better. And with a much, what appears to be a much harder ball. Like, it's a lot. It's very fast. You know, the ball moves a lot, which is not in every sport. Like, if you ever watch cycling, it's like watching a freaking marble roll down a hill for an hour. Like it's not like that. It's way more. It's way more exciting. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. 
I'll have to look into that. I'll look forward to watching that this summer. Number 10 for Adam, Rugby Sevens. All right, so this is the first. Neither of y'all watch rugby ever when it comes on TV? No. I've only oh, watched man. the big, like, ele- I watched the 11, man. I've never watched the seven. One summer, randomly, like, Rugby Sevens came on NBC Sports back when it was, like, an actual thing that people would watch. And I got into it. Man, Rugby Sevens is awesome. Is the pacing like the, Have you seen the guy on the, like, the, the guy on the South African team that's, like, faster than every human that plays rugby and, like, yeah. just, like, makes, like, nine guys miss and scores all the time? Well, the thing that's awesome is, like, everybody in rugby is, like, the size of, like, an NFL linebacker, but they all run, like, freaking horses. I just don't understand the rules. I never get why they scrum and like why, and nobody ever takes the time to explain it. It's like when I've tried to watch cricket, like nobody ever explains me why you're scrumming for possession. But like, how do you know when the balls was to pop out? Yeah, problem. I don't like why it pops out when it it pops out when your team like pushes the other team past the ball. By the way, think about how much time you spent teaching football about keeping your head up, and then rugby. They're basically like, hey. Put your head underneath this guy and lock in and, like, let people push on your vertebrae. Yeah, rugby is like to use your neck and your head. Take your hands completely out of the equation. <laughs> it is exactly the opposite of what we do in American football. Number nine for Adam, judo. Dude, y'all are watching judo? The problem with judo, I feel like they're always just like, and like in elite judo, nobody ever gets tossed. Like every time I ever watch, they're always trying to kick their feet out from underneath. And they're grabbing yes, that but those feet. few times that somebody's getting slammed, it's awesome. Yeah, but but again, it's kind of like watching Greco-Roman wrestling. Like you watch it, and like there's a lot of like pushing, and there's like, but it's like very little action in like the overall sense. That's a fair assessment, but I'm still going to keep judo on my list. Fair enough. Number nine for Mathis. Sean is just sprinting through this. Just look yeah, at the I, look in his eyes. Sean, if you want a break, you ask for a break, but you don't BS the listeners. They just <laughs> they're paying they're paying good money on their phones, like for to somebody. We're getting a penny. Look, every we, time make eight cent, we make eight cents every five episodes. All right. <laughs> the drive to work has gotten shorter during the summer, so we got to make sure that we catch them in their car. All sure, right. We need, hey, we need to explain to our listeners. Uh, we were looking because Sean has his uh, his video on. His face is so red; it looks like a giant tomato. Just like if a tomato was it's like so hot, moldy and grew hair. It's so hot. Sean. He also looks like, he's, like under a bed recording this. He looks I, like he's, like tucked underneath the bed, like he's I, trying to fade in his house. It's 80, 85 in my house right now. He is trying to sit on top of whatever vent he can get, hoping that little bit of frozen air hits him because he is like, please, God, just shoot me now. I'm so hot. Oh, there's no way to live, brother. I'm about to Venmo you money for a hotel room. <laughs> number, number nine for Mathis, water polo. Do you watch water polo? Yeah, water polo is awesome. By the way, the, t- the people who are good at water polo are interesting. Like uh, Montenegro. They're all 6'7". Yeah, yeah, they're all nine. Like, yeah, what they don't tell you about water polo is is that that pool, like, he's like, I'll hear people time down go, oh, you can just like stand up and throw it. No, no, no. that pool is twelve feet deep. Like, well, they're treading swimming. water for eternity. Yeah, you're like, again, you can't. It's not like you're standing up on the sandbar out there on the Lake Moultrie throwing the ball across to the pond. That's not how that works. No, 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 no. You're having to tread water and then throw a ball and then swim and sprint. Like, I can't. Imagine and how it's very physical. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's like again. I just wonder, like, you know, somebody has almost drowned several times playing that game. Like, can you imagine like little kids learning that game? Like, hey, hey, Bobby, here's this ball. Try not to kill yourself as you throw it towards the goal in the water. And by the way, you're gonna wear this weird helmet in case the guy brains you on the way to the end zone. <laughs> ball getting kicked and <laughs> forced underwater. Yeah, but you're right. They are all they're all like six eight. Like everybody that plays water polo is six eight. Like it's they yeah. all could have futures in bat in basketball. Like, all of them play forward yeah. <laughs> on basketball. Yeah, and, it, and this, again, another sport where they whip that ball. Like, that thing is coming. Like it yeah, it is. Them. Like, it is it is like it is not a joke when they throw it at people. And then that goalie has to stop it for it, like, skips on the water and, like, aims at your face. As, again, you're trying not to drown. Water polo <laughs> is mad impressive. I will I will give it a lot of that. Hey, like, you to be able to physically do that is impressive. You ever catch yourself wondering how they come up with these games? Like, what guy was like, you know what you need to do? Go out here and throw this ball at this goal in the water and, like, jump on people as they do it. Like, I mean, that, that that'll be you come up with stupid games with your friends. I mean, you know, just bored people over time. <laughs> and, like, you know what we're going to do in the Olympics? Sean, are you eating paint? Nope. My awesome wife just delivered me a uh, Oreo Tasty Freeze. It looks like you're eating paint or glue. Either way, I would believed it could be either. Look here, whatever it is, as long as it's below the temperature that his house is, he's like, <laughs> you know what? This is just better. He's about to it on his face. He's got to eat. It, he's got to eat it real fast too, because it'll freaking melt. Like, it is. It's gonna be milk here in eight seconds. Number eight for Mathis. Not a notable omission. Beach volleyball. Beach volleyball is one of the additions, recent additions to the Olympics. That's awesome. Like I tried to watch. Don't worry, volleyball in a gym is cool, but volleyball on a beach is real cool. Like I remember when Misty May Trainer and uh, Carrie Walsh, like they were like wrecking shop in beach volleyball, and it was awesome. And like that's me. That's remember when I first time I ever saw that Kineta tape or whatever, where they had that thing. Uh -huh. You know, her shoulder was all done. Like it was like, and, and again, it is a sport. Like if you ever played beach volleyball with like your friends. Yeah, play with like you know four or five people. It drags on your legs. That sand they play on is like super deep, and they are getting up. Like it is unreal. Like the athleticism of yes, it. Yes, because they are explosive as hell. Yes, they are. You know what's good at beach volleyball? The University of South Carolina. Yes, they are. We are a real ESPN the Ocho kind of school. We like the obscure ones. Equestrian yeah, beach volleyball dance. Yeah, that, that was a sport that uh, Ray Tanner was so proud of adding. He was really excited about it because he had watched that on the Olympics. And he was like, we had, that's a sport option. And he, but I mean, like, it's, again, I think it's, a, again, there are sports that get added that you don't understand why, but beach volleyball makes sense because it's something that, you know, what's funny, you could have a, like an obscure team, which what makes the Olympics cool is you have like events that you don't have to be a major world power to be good at. And I feel like beach volleyball could be one of those because it just takes two really athletic, tall people. It doesn't take a huge team. It just two really good people could win it. It's something you could do. It's like archery. I feel like archery is something that, like, you know, some random republic in Asia could be good at. Let's give it to Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> number seven for both of these. Oh, number eight for Adam. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Olympic wrestling. It's a good the one. Free, man. The freestyle. Yes. I, I will say this compared to like high school wrestling, freestyle is cool because they really like they they manhandle people. I yes, guess. they sling each other around. 
Yeah, I mean, it's very athletic. European Sasquatch just mauling somebody. Yeah, I'm gonna say this: the the former Eastern Bloc is very good at wrestling. They are really impressive. Like the Bulgarians and those kind of people. Like those dudes are legit. My, my favorite wrestling moment. I want to say it was Mongolia. Have you ever seen it? The wrestling coaches from Mongolia have the utter like ugly meltdown. Uh-oh. I have not, but I feel like that's something like you. I feel like it's like you know, it's people who are like on the ancestral line of Genghis Khan that are. Say their last name Khan. <laughs> uh, the the our wrestling coach showed it to me, and it's literally like the guy the guy loses in the last second on like a, a call from the officials, and these two coaches start having the ugliest meltdown ever. They take their shoes off, they take their clothes off. They're in like underpants, like speedos, basically banging on the ground. Having an utter freak out. It's pretty great. Well, I will say this about two, and this is just oh, – I was talking about the Olympics the other night. Think about this. In the Olympics, you train your whole life for one event every four years. And at best, you get four Olympics. That means, like, your whole athletic career comes down to two – basically eight weeks. I mean, it's just it's, – it's fascinating to me about Olympic athletes and what you have to to train that much to actually compete so little like that is just, it's a lot of dedication on those guys parts. And really like some of them get paid, but most of them don't like there's some, it's, that is an interesting idea in the, about the Olympics to me. But they have a lot of fun in the Olympic village. They do. As we have found out about the, uh, about what happens over there. Yep. What happens in the Olympic Village stays in the Olympic Village. No doubt. It's like it's like the patient zero zone of HPV. <laughs> Take the shot. Number seven for both these gentlemen will be seen later. Number six for Adam, soccer. Yeah, why not? Men's and women's. It's always worth watching. I disagree because it's not the best players. Well, I will also say this. It's not it's not their ultimate international event. Right. Like, soccer, there is a bigger inter- – if you ask me right now what's more important, winning the gold medal or winning the World Cup. It's World it's Cup. World Cup that, but it's still worth watching. It's better than watching freaking like – MLS? Yeah, God, yeah. Oh, no one's watching that. People are lying when they – Yeah, know. we're really forcing the MLS thing. You're like, I love Atlanta United. No, you don't. You just like the culture of going to a soccer event and act like you care. You want to wear a scarf and black out on a Wednesday. Right. right. At the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Have we been waiting on soccer's arrival as a major sport yes. for like 60 years? Like they keep saying it's going to happen and they're like, Not this is going this- to happen. The attendance is catching up to Major League Baseball. It might pass it soon though. It's because yeah. baseball – all right, I will say this. People are finally realizing like there's too many baseball games and it's like watching paint dry. Half the yep. Time. Yeah. But – until the elite athletes in the United States, the guys that play baseball and football, elite American athletes switch to soccer, it will not be the top sport. Right. And I don't and I don't think it's ever gonna happen because I think honestly basketball for us is yep. so much, so much bigger than it ever is. Like Europe soccer is it, and realistically nothing else comes close. And basketball for us is such a bigger sport. And so and again, it's a non contact sport. That because the football's biggest problem is it's never going to translate because nobody's going to let him get hit like that other places. So on a large scale level, so but basketball is going to we're never because of basketball our all our elite soccer players are playing basketball. So I mean that's kind of where we're at. But I will say I think soccer 
it just feels like they keep waiting. They try to make it happen. They've done everything they could to make it happen, and it never. Like, remember, they try to bring David Beckham over. They try yep. to do all these things, and it just it's never gonna take. It's we just don't seem to care. Like people just genuinely do not care. Until you get cats like LeBron James or Adrian Peterson out there playing, it's not happening. Right. Well, and your and your rural areas don't don't care. I'm saying right now, in in the place where in the places where like we've all grown up, in the middle of nowhere, they'll let their little kids play soccer, and then once they're old enough to play something else, they go do that. The thought of uh, of like soccer being huge in the pines is hilarious to me. <laughs> Dump the coolers. Hey, I'm saying now, soccer in the pines is basically the football guys who don't want to run track. Is basically what it ends up being. Yeah. Which I will say this: I enjoy watching soccer thousand times more than watching track. Because if you've never been to a tra- high school track meet, trust me, you really will consider like ending it all if you have to go to one of those and sit there every guys, time. It's guys, guys, we're forgetting that I was the head soccer coach of a rural school for three years. Well, you're also forgetting I'm a state championship track. Coach. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Respect. Number six for Mathis. Badminton. Oh have, you ever watched, have you ever watched badminton? No, um, I can't watch it. I will tell you this. You you think you like I did. I was scrolling through the Olympics. I was watching. I was like, let me just see what this is about. And it starts out so kind of serene with the serve. And the next thing you know, it is just these like Thai dudes jumping up, smacking it on people. And because the thing flies like so weird, like they hit it, like it's a big wind up. And then it's like, what do they call that thing? Real fast. Say what? What do they call that thing? The bird, the shuttlecock. You like watching the cock get smacked back and forth. Wow, it must be really hot because <laughs> you just went there, and that is not a very Sean. What time did you get to bed writing that joke? <laughs> that's, a sand, that's a Sandusky's finest right there. But as you, oh, don't look at me like that. <laughs> don't don't give me that look as you eat your ice cream on the floor. That wasn't a look of disgust. He had a flashback. Just give him a minute. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, badminton is fun. And, like, again, it's another sport that, like, random obscure places are good at. Like, Laos and those kind of places are really good. It's a lot of Asian countries good at badminton. But, like – I love that you best- picked Laos. Say what? I love that you picked Laos. <laughs> I was thinking small Asian country, and I couldn't come up with anything smaller than Laos. Let me just pick a random landlocked one. Yeah, but like literally, but like again, <laughs> start, like, was, again, I think it's so funny is they swing so hard for the thing not to go that fast, but yet, and like the volleys last forever in badminton, yeah, like like just forever until finally it just it's like let's just let it fall so it can end. It's so good. I'm currently had to take an ice cream break for a second. <laughs> I'm currently looking up. It's so hot in this house. I'm currently looking up uh, the badminton at the Rio Games because I want to see where Laos finished because I have to know now. But, of course, my internet is also like, it's so hot, so it's not loading well. <laughs> are, you, are you melting down your servers? Apparently. And they can melt. I want, to, I, want, I want to describe for the people how Sean looks right now. He is so red. Like, it is unreal. Like, you think it's a sunburn, but you realize it is his blood pressure as it just like melts his brain right it's now. A, I am very red. I am I very. The, I want the image? Just imagine Macaulay Culkin today, 
eating ice cream, sitting in a Vietnamese prison. That's really what it is. <laughs> Imagine the deer hunter and Home Alone basically yeah. meshed together. If you've ever seen Christian Bale in that role out of uh, you know into the furnace where he you know was emaciated for it, slap some scraggly facial hair on it and give him a bowl of ice cream and you've nailed it right now. <laughs> the machine is 2021. There's <laughs> your medal count. China was the number one on the medal table. Japan was two. Indonesia and Spain tied for third. Malaysia was fifth. Denmark 6th, India 7th, Great Britain and South Korea 8th. So, so it, is, it is heavy. It is heavily Asian. It was, but but no Laos. No Laos. Their time's I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Laos. I gave you too much credit. This is the year of the Laos. <laughs> Every time I think of Laos, I think about that King of the Hill thing where, like, uh, Khan's like, <laughs> Are you Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> there it is right there. I knew you were going to know it. <laughs> no one, no, no one loves King of the Hill like Mister Adam. No one. All right, let's take a break. Get a word from our sponsor. By the way, but first, before we get a word from our sponsor, it was brought to my attention that he said, "Shane, you've never picked a song that matches the episode that you're doing." <laughs> As I say in the recording, and you, sir, and people that think that are correct. However, when I recorded that, I was picking songs that actually match our episode, and then about three or four episodes in, I learned that the people we use, Anchor, will not post the actual real song to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anything, so I was wasting my time, but I was not going to go back and re-record the commercial, so enjoy it. Again. Again, Sean doesn't care enough to actually doesn't go back care. and change anything. Everyone on this podcast has gone through phases of caring. Remember when I tried to end it like two months ago? <laughs> and we're back, and you still have not heard a song that relates to our episode. You get the same two um, jingles for each section. All right. Number five for Mathis is number five, or excuse me, number five for Mathis is number seven for Adam, rowing. Rowing is dank. Dude, I, but I'll say this, I only like the rowing with like the eight people. Like I like the ones with like the big long boat. Like I don't oh, know what yeah. it's called. I think it's called eight. I really like that one. Like that's like a, like it just feel like they're out there. It feels like they're like Vikings, like going across it. Like it's very, it's very synchronized. It's, it's really cool. I, it's a fun sport to watch. It is all now. It is like the ultimate, like preppy, like Thurston Howell the Third kind of, you know. Oh, there's no doubt. Harvard and Yale are putting out our top level rowers. There's Wiggle no doubt. Winklevoss, Winklevoss. The Winklevoss twins were rowers. I'm they pretty were, sure. Yeah, they were Olympians. I think. <laughs> At least according to the Social Network that I watched when I watched the movie in Hollywood was never. <laughs> listen, Mark Zuckerberg, I know you're listening right now because you listen to everything <laughs> that we do at all times. I don't like you. I don't care for you. Yeah. Cam, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss competed at the men's pair rowing event 20, or 2008 Summer Olympics. Oh, look at them. Good for them. I'm sure they're crying in their trust funds. You know, right they now. deserve it. They do. It, uh, Cameron uh, Winklevoss has won eight gold medals, eight plus gold medals. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, is, that is for real. That is big time. 
you know, I, again, the hard part about that thing, about the Winkle bosses and that whole social network thing is, you know, it wasn't like he took their idea and, like, they had no money. Like, them cats are still, like, mega millionaires right. because they're – Oh, no, I feel nothing for them. I think I've told this story on uh, the podcast before, but I went to middle school with the Winklevoss equivalent of Snapchat. Uh, I don't believe you have told me that story before, but we wouldn't yeah, tell that. He, I'm not going to say his name, but he was like the Winklevoss equivalent of Snapchat, and the only thing I can ever think about is how he pooped his pants in middle school football. <laughs> like He's worth like $50 million. He could literally like buy a person to kill me if he wanted to for saying this, but that's all I can think about. I feel like this is like the movies thing in uh, Clerks 2 where it's like when they call him Pickle Effort. I feel like that's exactly where we are right now. Oh, no, it's 100% Pickle Effort. <laughs> By the way, great movie. You should watch it. If you have not seen it, don't, once again, be over 18. Hey, Pickle Effort gave us free eats. Number five for Adam. This will be up there for me. Basketball. Yeah, because, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, what indifferent at times about basketball, but I, I like watching our Olympic team play basketball because we're so much damn better than everyone else. I know, it's fun. Yeah, I, even... did, I didn't put basketball because for that very reason. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're just better than everyone. It's like, like when you're the oldest cousin and you play backyard football with all the other cousins at Thanksgiving, and you're just like a young Jim Brown running through them. <laughs> That's what we do to the rest of the world in basketball. It's pretty great. I will say this though, and what and remember there, remember that time we lost, and it was like an international incident. Like it was, and we were like, we need to take this more seriously. So we hired Mike Shashevsky. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna take this much more serious than we used to. Who was but, the coach uh, when we lost? Was it Larry Brown? No, it was the uh, Carl. Uh, what the dude from the Supersonics? George Carl. George Carl. He would be the one to ruin it. I thought they were gonna execute him on live TV. <laughs> Dude, that was bad. That was so bad. Then they had the redeem teams. We yeah. always have to have that narrative where, like, we come back. But what really happened was we said, you know what? We're not sending a bunch of all-stars. That aren't. We're going to send LeBron this time and fix this problem. Like, you yeah, know, we, we love an underdog game. story as the world's most fucked. Oh. Uh, whoa, it was. Whoa. It was. How much went ran? It was Larry Brown. It was, it was Larry Brown. And the roster was washed up Allen Iverson, Starbury, Dwayne Wade, Carlos Boozer, Mello. LeBron was on that team? He was real young, though. Yeah, he was. Emeka Okafor, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, Tim Duncan was the captain, Lamar Odom, and Richard Jefferson. His problem, Tim Duncan was the captain. What made, what made you think, like, look at that roster, and you think to yourself, yeah, that's going to win some games. You know what I'm saying? Like that team couldn't beat the all-star game, all-star team in the NBA. Like, realistically. And then we went back over and when they put all the good people back on the team, suddenly, yeah, here it goes. Watch what happens. But I will say this. If you if you hadn't seen the Dream Team documentary, to watch when those guys went over there, how much better we were at that sport than everyone else. Like yes. that 92 team, it was kind of insane. Like they were so much better. Like, I mean, ungodly better than everybody they played. And it was pretty great. It was. And what they, and what they did to Tony Kukoc when remember that part? Oh of the yeah. Where Jordan and Pippen were like, "No, you're not going to get to score for an entire game." That was like, so awesome. It's such like a big brother picking on a smaller one too. Like that's exactly what it was. Like just I love. No. I love how bitter Isaiah Thomas is about not being on that team. <laughs> He's so jealous. And I'm like, dude, I understand your bitterness and your jealousy, but they didn't need you. Yeah. Also, also how much Michael, how petty Michael Jordan is. 
you know what? I'm not playing if Isaiah Thomas plays. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they beat Angola 116-48. to 48. I, I also like every every year as time goes on, we all are starting to get a bigger glimpse at like what kind of person Michael Jordan is. And we don't necessarily like it as a society, but we're all like, well, he is the best. So I guess <laughs> Well, what's funny is that LeBron seems to be an, a genuinely better guy. But yet, because of the age we're in, he he doesn't get that Universal, universally more hated and a much yeah. better, yeah, much better person. My my favorite thing about Olympic basketball, though, have you ever heard that story about you know uh, Bobby Knight was coaching the '88 team, yeah, the '84 the '84 team, and Michael Jordan was at the tryouts, and the the Trailblazers had the second pick, and uh, Doc uh, Ramsey or whatever his name was called him. He was like. You know, he's like, hey, y'all need to take this guy number two. You got to take him. Knight was like, you got to take him. And they were like, no, we need a center. He's like, then play him at center. He's the best player I've ever seen. Like, you've got to take him. And they didn't. They took uh, the dude from Kentucky. Of course they did. Sam Bowie. Yep. Number four for Adam. We'll see later on Mathis's list. But number four for Mathis, diving. Diving. Left that one off. Should not have. Dude, diving is like again. It's it's another sport like gymnastics though that, that gets you because they have to show the slow mo to really see what happened. The lack and of like, splash is so impressive. Again, the idea that those guys are like, first of all, it's a fearless sport. and you girls. To, again, you have to be like so fearless to jump off that thirty meter board or whatever it is, and like just come off and just trust you're gonna flip all the way over. Like if you've ever been a fat kid that's ever like face planted off the high dive, it's a bad day. And those people are just really good at it. And I am I, I am always enthralled with how, like, perfect their form is and what they're able to do. Um, and it's a sport that I always stop and watch. It is a great sport, and I wish I had put it on my list. I don't understand how the triple Lindy hasn't been um, attempted yet. I saw somebody do something looking like the triple Lindy, like he jumped off one to another and then landed. Like, it was on some YouTube video. And I was like, that's really impressive. It wasn't like the true triple Lindy, but it looked like it. Like, I was like, that's pretty cool. What an amazing movie. What an underrated film, Back to School. Yeah, it is one of the few. And I don't love Roddy Dangerfield, film, Dangerfield films, but that one's pretty, like, watchable. That's he, lo- he loves Ladybugs. Don't let him confuse you. I actually like that's That's one of the <laughs> All right. Not against Maybe that one. you do like Roddy Dangerfield. Caddy, Caddyshack is – Caddyshack is uh, – I'm going to put this out there. I feel like Caddyshack's a little overrated, man. Nope. Nope, nope. I feel like people. I think people love Caddyshack. I think it's because it's cool to love Caddyshack. I don't think it's. I think when you watch it again, it's not super funny. I do. I, th- I still think it's funny. Hey, everyone, we're all gonna get laid. <laughs> well, we're waiting. Yeah. Come on now. Number three for both of these gentlemen: gymnastics. That a boy. There you go. I, I got a little more specific. I said women's because I prefer the – I'm not a huge men's gymnastics fan. Oh, I didn't even consider men's gymnastics. Yeah, I could honestly care less about men's gymnastics. Unless Vince Vaughn's on the rings, I don't care. Yeah, and he's smoking yeah. a cigarette and lifting himself up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even though I will say this, men's gymnastics, like, those dudes are super yoked. Like, they are, like, incredible athletes. But, like, I don't ever – like, again, the women are way more fun to watch. Um, that thing, the, the uneven bars, like, that crap is – ungodly scary and super we're like spinning and like flipping all over it's unreal man although i catch myself thinking like as i watch more and more olympics 
I catch myself being like, oh, she's got to stick that landing. That's not yeah. good enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, like I could, like I could do it. Like I could, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have stepped back. Of course she didn't get that point off. And I'm like, come on, man. Like these people are doing amazing things and you couldn't even sniff doing that. So I don't know why you're acting like that. No, just but, watching Simone Biles is like the most impressive thing. She's, in the world. she's the greatest gymnast of all time. I would agree. I, I, I have nothing to compare it to. Here's the thing about those, about all those judge sports though. I feel like I don't know what I'm watching because it all looks cool to me unless they fall. Like realistically, like I'm like, I don't understand what they're taking points off for because I'm not, I am not well versed enough in the sport to understand what I'm looking at, but I know that it all looks super impressive. Look, anytime someone can fly through the air, I'm mad impressed because it's something I can never do. <laughs> well, and then it's like now it's like the vault where they go up there and they run at the stationary object and like hope they're gonna throw themselves over it. Like I just don't. Nope, mm -mm, I'm good. The floor exercise is impressive. Well, I'm just always amazed the floor exercise, they don't fall more. Like, the fact they don't go off the runway. Like, I feel like they're always going to, like, almost, like, they always land on the edge. That's why they're Olympians. Also, also, yeah. a, sport, also a sport that you, like, are good. It's kind of like figure skating. Where, like, if you're 21, you're at the end of your career. Yeah. Like, you better figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Oh, no. And then, like, you have to live the rest of your life as, like, a five-foot-one woman with terrible joints. <laughs> number two for both the most uh number two for both of these gentlemen weightlifting yes the hive mind yeah very much so dude that i'm gonna tell you now that's that crap super impressive like because if you never watched it when they catch that thing in the clean and jerk when they catch it at their like in a full squat and it's like and they're struggling it up like yes sir you you deserve everything you get right there because that is impressive like the amount of weight I get Watching it. a big Russian man shout a weight into the air is the most impressive thing in the world to me. Yeah, it's, and I'm saying the clean and jerk is cool. The the snatch they take it from the floor over their head, and they believe they're going to stand up with that thing above their head. Mm -hmm. No sir, negative. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. Because if you've ever seen that thing drop, they are trying to get out of there as fast as they can because that is 300 pounds coming at your neck, my friend. Dude. It, it, all of them are just monster human beings and they move the weight with relative ease. Don't we have like a local kid that's doing that? Like, yeah, the Buford, yeah. um, the running back from Buford a few years ago, his brother. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's legit good too. Yeah. I mean, he's like next level good. But yeah. My dad, my dad once told me that the fastest move in sports, like they timed it. And of course, he probably made this up, but he told me this. <laughs> like, He's like the fastest move in sports is the move and the snatch from the from the ground over your head because they have to literally the bar leaves their hand for a second and they catch it because yeah, to get it to go up the ability have, to catch that weight in the air is nuts. Yeah, but again, the fact that that much weight leaves your hand for a second and you catch it at the top like that is again of athletic feats. It is probably one of the most dangerous things and one of the most impressive things you could possibly do. Now, this guy was not in the Olympics, but have you ever seen uh, John Paul Sigmarson, the world's strongest man from, like, back in the 80s lift? Uh, maybe, because I used to watch those uh, world's strongest man shows with the cheap the seats guys. Well, he the died deadlifting, just so you all know. Like, he died deadlifting. That's and terrible. 
there's one uh, recorded video of him deadlifting, and he's like deadlifting part of a train or something ridiculous like that. And he's just screaming in his big Icelandic voice, there is no point to life if you cannot deadlift. And I'm just like, cool, man. That's awesome. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. Like, that guy is the man. I mean, yeah, he's not the man because he took steroids and died from deadlifting, but still impressive. <laughs> number one. Number, number one for Adam. This one is very exciting. However, we don't have a superstar swimmer in the male side this year. Swimming. You didn't put swimming on your list at all? I, I didn't. And, and, I, and I was conflicted by it because I will say this. Swimming at times can be a tad bit boring. I'm not going to no. lie to you. It, yeah, the, it, it, yeah, like a 800 meter or something. But like the 100 meters and the 50 meters and the 200s and the medleys, those are awesome. And, and here's the best part of that is that I used to be a swimmer. Like I used to in my younger days. What? I, there's a picture of me in the old school Speedo when I was like 12. Oh, my God. That'll be the new Perlo podcast. Um, yeah, that's not our, if that's not on our Twitter page by tomorrow, we failed. Yeah, I uh, I won. I was the third place in the state in the YMCA competitive swimming when I was like 12 years old. And and in Bono, we need a copy of this. What happened from to the, you? From the Monk's Corner Wave Riders, man. Yes, sir. I was, I was that guy. My dad put us in. My dad put us in there because he wanted us to improve our swimming strokes. Because swimming in the lake wasn't enough. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Find carbs all in one summer or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's funny was for one year when I was in sixth grade, I would play little league football in the morning, and then I would go to swim meets in the afternoon. And I have never been that tired in my entire life. Because what's really funny is, is that I wasn't like – I would never come in first in anything, but I swim every – that was back when they had a limit on events. So I would literally swim every single event, and I would come in like second, third, and everything. And so my points just kept kicking up the whole time, and that's I won by volume. That's kind of how I live my life. Just don't be good at anything. Just be okay at a lot of stuff. Just be better than average at everything else. I hear you, brother. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm the king of mediocrity. That's how I roll through my life. Number one for Mathis is also his number seven. And number four for Adam, track events. All of them. I picked the hundred specifically, but yes. Track- and you picked a decathlon, which is the ultimate man event. I will say this. Decathlon really does tell you that is the king of the jack of all trades thing. Like, yep. no, they're, they're not quite good enough at anything, but they're really good at a lot of stuff. Like, that's impressive. Um but the hundred to me of all the things we do, because it is the absolute best at one specific thing. It is the fastest human on the planet is what you're really looking at. Yeah. 100, 100 yep. is competitive too. Yes. Yeah. And again, the 100 was amazing to me is if you're a hundred guy, like Jerry Seinfeld said it best, the increments you lose in like are so small, like you're losing in a hundredth of a second. Like it's like, yeah, it's like now, now, now. Now, now, unless now, you're running now, against Usain Bolt, who has the time to turn around and look back at you as he's kicking your teeth. Once again, how impre- do, do, is that like a moment everybody remembers where they were when they saw it? Of course. Like, I remember going, he pulled up and he beat everybody yes, by five he yards. Coasted. He coasted through the line. <laughs> so good. So good. He coasted and taunted people as all of them behind him are running so hard they can. Hear their heart beating in their ears. 
I'm gonna say this too, man. Say what you want to. Jamaica is the king of the dang spread events, though. And it's not a big island. Dude, them cats go out there and they absolutely murder everybody they play against. Like it is unreal how good they are. Like, I mean, just so fast. And it's and remember for a while there, we were going to be good at the 400. Like the like Jeremy Warner and those guys were all going to win like the 400. And they got the yeah. Olympics and got smoke wagon by everybody else. Yeah. Also, it's important to say for Posterity Podcast that an American just broke the world record in the shot put, which I watched on TV the other night. It is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Dude threw it 70, was it 76, 8? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, again, that's a long to throw a 16 pound for those who have ever done track in high school guys throw it 60 feet and win a state championship and it's a, and it's a shot guys throw it four feet and win a state championship yeah again and you're talking about this dude threw a shot that's two pounds heavier 20 more feet like it is absolutely insane well right now usa has the top three 100 meter dash guys in the world so let's hope that stands come uh, finals time. I was just, our women are pretty good too, man. Like our women track people are really like, they're supposed to be pretty good this year. I feel like our women's track team should probably dominate the world. Hey, remember Jackie Joyner Kersey was good when I was a kid. I remember like she when she was doing the heptathlon, yep. like she was like better than everybody else. And who was it? Florence, right? Florence something? Flojo. Yeah. Florence yeah. Joyner. Yep. Yeah. And then you had Gail Devers, you know, they had the yep. super long nails, was like outrunning everybody. I mean, I feel like 96, we were like amazing at track. That's what Mike, yeah. Michael yep. Johnson The gold was, shoes. Like, yeah. I, I, Dan, Dan Gable in the decathlon. That's his name? Dan, Dan and Dave. Yeah. No, no. No, Dan and Dave. They remember they did that thing where, like, you know, which one are you going to pick, Dan or Dave, Dan or Dave, in the decathlon? And then I think Dave didn't make it. <laughs> Like he didn't make the trade, he didn't make the Olympics, and so that whole ad campaign was done. What's his name? Was it Dan Gable? No, Dan. Dan Gable. Dan was the wrestler. Dan. Dan O'Brien. Dan O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah, Dan O'Brien. He was on the Wheaties box. I remember him. All right, so wrap it up. Most notable mission: fencing, Air Force fencing, to be specific. Mathis's number one was the 100-meter dash, and Adam's number one was swimming. This is a good primer for you as you start to shift your mindset as we get closer to the Summer Olympics, which were supposed to be in 2020, but due to the COVID-19 pandemic, they've been pushed to the year 2021. Uh, our next episode, I'm not even going to tell you what it's going to be because every time I do, it ends up not happening. So you might never get it. We'll see. I will say this. You got shot down pretty hard. This yeah, we were not to be, feeling what you wanted to do. Hey, this was supposed to be, just so our fans know, this was supposed to be summer sporting events, and we both talked and were like, so it's the Olympics, and what else? Like, there's literally nothing else that happened. MLB All-Star Game, Home Run Derby, uh, U.S. Open, Wimbledon, like British Open. We could go on and on. You literally named everything I would have found. That's basically it. And then I'm sure there's a fishing tournament on Lake Mary, and I need to talk about it. <laughs> Hall of Fame game. SB Awards. North South All Star Game. World Cup. Big 33 game. Warzone update. Warzone update. Uh, I actually, gonna, I've not put this on our group chat yet, but I am now tied with the one, the only Sean Fiedler at three, and the Colonel is back at one. But I will say this the Colonel has shown that he is all about coming up at the end. 
Like he is about coming back. He is a underdog. He's he's basically average Joe's gym. I, I like to kick, kick hard at the end. You know, really close yeah. the gap. Absolutely. Of course, he never catches me, but he always catches uh, the man that's in the hot box right here. You know, Donald, with, uh, Sean. Here's the thing that helps. Sean will forget for a week and close the gap on himself. Yeah. And then he'll get sloppy because he's trying to make bold moves, trying to come back, and then you just bide your time. Perfect description. Yeah, yeah cool hand Luke over there is going to have a bigger problem. Oof. There's nothing cool about where I'm at right now. I got to. It's never good when you can see a man on Zoom sweat, and I can literally see the glisten on your forehead right now. Yes, you can, actually. It's oh, bad. Man. Look at that eye sweat. Oh, my God. Don's wife walked through a moment ago, and she just looked pissed to be alive. <laughs> And the worst part is, this is not the first time this has happened to Sean. Every house he moves into, the freaking air conditioner goes out. Yeah, it's like, like the first day in the house, he runs up and jams a fork in it, and he's like, let's see what happens there. If anybody needs America's home warranty, it is Sean Fiedler. Sean, no question. Sean needs it bad. <laughs> Contact us at Perlo underscore podcast on Twitter, where you'll see Matheson of Speedo in the next 24 hours, or at Podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate you tuning God, in. God. I bet I bet you know why I picked air conditioning as the number one invention of the 20th century now, don't you? Invention of all time. Yeah, invention of all time. Excuse me. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back. That's a spoiler alert. Number one for asses was air conditioning. First of all, if you go back that far, you will see how much better this podcast has gotten over time. <laughs> better is a loose term. More technology would be a better version. Stay clear and easier to listen to. And also a better format that we were doing like two hour long podcasts that one topic was one nobody cared about. And now we just have Sean that cares about none of it. So it's all good. Yeah, Sean could not care less. We appreciate you tuning in. Pro Podcast Top 10 list from the South Carolina country. Have a great week at work. And I hope by the next time we do this, my AC will be working again. God willing. God willing.